Peanuts. We're nuts about beer. Best APCOs for uh, convenient food in uh, in a future episode, the one that we everyone just missed out on. If you want a brief synopsis, uh, <laughs> just let us know in the comments below. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do a tour of the APCOs of, of Geelong and their uh, food, their wraps and focaccias and stuff. Say that again. What's that? Focaccias. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. Focaccias? Yeah. Focaccias? I would nah. say focaccias. Focaccias. Focaccias, focaccias. Tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> Do you say cicada or cicada? Potatoes, cicada. potatoes. Cicada. Cicada. Checks out. <laughs> salada? Salada. Well, yeah, it's not salada. Tomato. Savoy, savoy. Definitely say tomato. No, I don't. No, I tomato. <laughs> yeah, tomato. Tomato. Cherry tomato. tomato. I thought it might have just been like an authentico Italiano thing that uh, we, weren't, we weren't quite in on. No. Focaccias no. are Italian, aren't they? Focaccias. Yeah. That's an Italian word. Yeah, it's yeah. Italian. Yeah. Focaccia. Focaccia. Uh, welcome. The Domini. <laughs> welcome. Um, Any Italians out there listening? Please excuse our yeah. attempt at uh, pronouncing focaccia. Um, or... Let us know how to actually pronounce it. Um, I think that it's would a also silent C. Fahasha. 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 All right. Should we get into some beer instead of that dribble? All right. Yeah. Beers. Beers. Um, hops to home. Yeah. Ah, what's in the hops to home? We don't even have a box yet. Stalling. Stalling. We don't even have a box. So yeah. Uh, we thought we'd start recording the podcast before the boxes go out so yeah. that. Um, is ready for when you receive yeah. your Well, yeah. to be fair, I was running late and you guys were ready, so... You were running late? Well, no, what was two... Like, that's not like you, Lockie. 2.30pm, it's now 2.50. Well, I wanted to start a little bit earlier today, so I said 2.30 thinking, well, we might get away by 3. Yeah, With Lockie turning up 15 minutes late. <laughs> I was pretty much on time. So Give we have a uh, Hops to Home box this month. We've got five awesome beers, as we often do, always do. And uh, we'll start with, uh, so Bonehead Brewing from Kensington, just uh, Kensington, Melbourne. Head down the City Link and take the Flemington Road exit. I haven't got any tags. Yeah, Foots- Foots- oh, don't Road take exit. it now, Footscray Road's closed. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And it's just off there. Yeah. When is Flemington Road exit? I think it's the Flemington uh, Road. Probably for any, uh, Yeah. Just put it yeah, in a Google just Maps. Yeah. Just Google Maps Flemington. Bonehead Brewing. So they're uh, revered red. <laughs> Red Ale, uh, American Red Ale, so 4.7%. Loophole Brewing from South Australia. We've had uh, one of their beers in Hops to Home before. Hops to Home, yeah. Uh, was it Beer Nuts or, or Hops to Home? I don't know. Oh, a bit of both. Probably both. <laughs> one of our favourites. Great little brewery. Uh, little, 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 uh, 
less known than you might expect because they, they really do put out some good beers. But mm. they're in uh, Rovins, just out of the Rovins, South Australia. They're timely hazy pale ale, a hazy pale, 4.9%. We know how much we love hazy pale ale. Oh, yes. So we'll, mm. we'll, we'll, we'll be tasting that one today, I imagine. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> local Brewing Co. Uh, from Melbourne. Uh, Gypsy Brewers, I think, or Contract Brewers from Melbourne. Mm. IPA, West Coast style IPA, 6.2%. Local Brewing Co. who put a certain portion of all their sales, beer sales, to Second Bite. Yes. Helping people uh, access good meals. So that's uh, that's a good little yeah. uh, good little brewery model. And I think they've just opened a tap room. Oh, maybe they're really close to opening a tap room. Are they? Somewhere... Maybe. I'm going to say North Melbourne somewhere, but don't quote me on that. I think they'd be more based out the southeast somewhere, wouldn't they? Yeah, I actually know. Yeah. To be fair, I've got, I've got no idea where it is, but anyway. We're on fire so far today. <laughs> I was We're on We're doing re- <laughs> well researched as ever. Uh, Avenge Brewing, the Halladank version 2.0, double IPA, 8%. Pretty awesome beer. We're mm. going to taste that one, so we won't go too much into that. And this beer that we're about to taste now from uh, Cornella Brewing. Again, we've had a Cornella beer on, discussed the Cornella beer on beer nuts before. Uh, they're from Heathcote, Victoria, based out of Shiraz Republic Winery. Mm. And they're Chiller Cold Pale Ale. So, uh, Chiller. Chiller. Crack into that one. Yeah. Um, great looking can. Yeah. Great looking can. They've recently, semi recently, done a rebrand. Um, yeah. I I have liked everything I've I've seen and tasted from Cornella. Yeah. Um. They seem to just make pretty really good, good beers, beers with yeah. not a lot of fuss. And I love um, their new branding. Their new branding is awesome. I think we mentioned that last time we had one of their beers on. I think it was probably the. F- I think we had the, the hay bale. Yeah, yeah, and it was out of the first batch that they'd kind of released with the new branding and yeah. they just smashed it out of the park. Really good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, these cans look awesome. Silver yeah. can. Um, not quite sure how they've done that. I think it's their printing direct on the can um, with a yeah, true. Mount Everest tile motif on the front. And uh, yeah, it looks really, really nice. the Rockies. Really nice colour scheme. Yeah. Mm, calming. Retro ish. Mm. I think that's, yeah, they seem to nail that. Like all their colours, it's a little bit that 70s show. Mm. Mm. Kind of reminding me of the arch window from Play School. Uh, yeah, there's a bear in there. Mm-mm-mm. So, uh, so cold pale ale, so I'm guessing this is a bit of a play on the cold IPA craze and uh, uh, 4.2%. So, yeah. Um, Pretty where you want it for cold, a pale ale. Cold IPA being just a paler IPA brewed with lager yeast. Or brewed at lager, lager yeast. temperatures. I'm assuming that uh, brewed at lager temperatures, you know, I would assume they use lager yeast, so that's sort of what the style's meant to have, but um, I'm not sure if they do or not. Yeah, well, they're calling it an ale, though, so I imagine okay. if it's just... Maybe it's just brewed at lower temperature... But well, I, yeah, uh, but yeast. it wouldn't for the AO yeast wouldn't AO yeast wouldn't, wouldn't do take. anything at that temperature. That would have to be. I thought it was just sort of like a bit of a rebrand on IPL. Uh, well, cold. Uh, yeah, well, that we've I think we've discussed that before. What's the mm. difference between an IPL and a, and a cold, cold IPA? IPA? Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. I still know the answer to that. Mm. Yeah. But um, 
I don't know. We'll give but Tommy I'll, a call. And well, uh, we might have to get him to uh, give us a bit of a heads up on how it was brewed. So, yeah, it could potentially mm. be brewed just colder temperature without nail yeast, or it could be brewed with um, lager. Have like got any lager I... notes in there? Can t- certainly not in the nose, there no. is it? No. Nah. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's got it's got a real big nose. It does. It's delicious. Yeah. There is some lager characters there, I think. I, th- I think it could well be using a lager yeast. Again, probably should have researched a bit more, but the can yeah. doesn't tell us. Every time I think of IPL, not IPL, like every time I think of the cold RPA, cold pale or whatever, I come up probably with a different... Um, you know, a different rendition of what I think is... Correct. What it's meant to be. And it's never, yeah, it's never confirmed nor well, denied. What I, what I guess, what I like about it is that it's, it's just one of those beer styles that don't really have any rules because there's nothing that it's really meant to be. You know. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's served it's cold. I imagine it's probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's. I mean, it. It does have like a nice sort of crispness to it. Yeah, it does. Mm. And it is. It, it's not like IPA levels of hop and bitterness on the back, so it finishes pretty clean, but you yeah. do get like a little bit of that stone fruitiness on the front of your palate. Yeah, then, I get mm. melon on the nose and, yeah, definitely stone fruit on the palate. Mm. But, yeah, it does have that real Christmas to it, nice nice bitterness to kind of just really dry it out. Yeah. Dry. It could be lager yeast. Now that I reckon the, it could the be. Further I'm, I'm getting, definitely it, getting yeah. the, like that kind of lager, that kind of lager character for sure i reckon it is definitely like yeah yeah nice color like you know like nice pale ale sort of color like bitey sort of lager i can't think of any way you could brew it at at lager temperatures without using a lager yeast yeah i mean we brew our coal ship sort of uh 16 degrees so it's it is lower than you normally brew a ale yeast but we just use usa fine normal sort of typical pale ale ipa yeast yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're brewing down at twelve, even fourteen degrees, your your uh, pale ale, your ale yeast isn't going to like that too much. Mm. I wouldn't have thought. But yeah. I anyway, mean, it's, it's super yeah. fresh. We know that yeah. much because it's only been in the can <laughs> for about a week, too. I think. So yeah, it tastes uh, like it was. Yeah. Tastes like it. Yeah, came off the line yesterday, doesn't it? It's pretty tasty. And the other it's good thing nice. about it is that it's uh, kind of exclusive to Hops to Home, at least for the first couple of weeks of its release. So, there you go. Uh, oh, true, so they have through their cellar door and their website, but oh. beyond that, it's uh, Hops to Home customers get first crack at it. So la la, cool. very chill. Yeah. How, bi- how big is their setup? Because they're not massive, are they? So, I, they have, no, they're not. So they operate out of, I've never been out there, but they operate out of Shiraz Republic uh, Winery in Heathcote. So Heathcote, uh, about 40 k's out of Bendigo. Um, mm. And apparently uh, known for the having the longest Main Street, I thought, in the world, but it may just be in Australia. Really? Yeah, it does go for a while. You're Chilling just, on the world. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they used to claim that, but wow. you wouldn't have thought so, would you? It's quite a long Main Street. I don't, think I don't know if I've sh- ever been to Heathcote. I, I, I must get up there now. I've got to see this street for myself. This <laughs> is going to be some pretty long... What's the, what's the longest main street you can think of? Oh. Uh, what's Ballarat? Is it Sturt Street in Ballarat? They're just like... It's 
pretty long. Starts down the bottom of the hill and just sort of keeps going. Don't know. Um, really don't. But oh, it's pretty long. The Heathcote one goes for a fair while. I don't think there's really any shops off the main street. Yeah. So they just yeah, keep right. going. But so, yeah, well, <laughs> but I guess it, surely there's like some country towns that are just like on the Hume and the Hume runs through town. Yeah. And they would like just the whole highway would count as... As the main as street. As the main street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they define where the start mm. of the main street does is the ma- and where the oh, finish of it but is. But does it have to be called Main Street? I don't know. Mm. Look it up. We'll get back to you. Wow, there's a main street in Montmorency. I don't know if anyone's ever visited that small little suburb of Melbourne <laughs> before. You're going to might be the longest main street. I reckon it's definitely the weirdest suburb name in Melbourne. Montmorency, yeah. Montmorency. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it sort of sounds <laughs> like it should be um, yeah, smack bang in the middle of the... French Riviera or yeah. something. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the rich east of Melbourne. Yeah. Well, pretty much it? the same. Where is Montmorency? It, well, it is in the, ri- yeah, in the north, east. Northeast on oh, the way. Yeah. On, it's, it's definitely on its way to being a very rich area. Yeah. Um, but back to Heathcote, which probably which isn't a very rich area, I wouldn't have thought. But uh, uh, well, well rich for, in culture and, and vino and, and Shiraz. Shiraz. Shiraz in particular. Very so very well known for Shiraz wines nice kind of dry spicy Shiraz wines mm. my favorite my favorite red wine style I like yeah. using yeah. Shiraz as an adjective rather than a verb not a verb and now yeah to Shiraz something right how in does what, that work in put it in context. a sentence um, you know you know that it is that that is the Shiraz of all um, it's definitely the Shiraz of the album Shiraz of the you know? I don't know. No. Well, I don't think that makes it. I sort of get where you're going, but yeah, it's like, like flambe. You can use it in any <laughs> in any kind of context, and it makes sense. So yeah. No. Okay, so you're saying it's quite ambiguous. Yeah, you just yeah, absolutely. If you if you were to Shiraz something, what would you be doing? But well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking. Um, yeah. Wow. But if you're, if you're saying, up, yeah, oh, nice definitely. Spicy. But if you're yeah. using it as an adjective and you're saying it like, because if I was shirazing, I would that would be a verb. Oh yeah, but, now we're talking. But if that, <laughs> here we go. But if that is the shiraz of something, then it's an adjective. So yeah, yeah I guess so. Describing it. It's also anyway. a noun as well. Sounds like you just didn't really think that through. No, I didn't at all. No. I was just going <laughs> with something. Yeah, you know, trying to. I was trying to flambe up this conversation a little bit. <laughs> Jesus, we're really struggling. We needed that. <laughs> we uh, we needed that special guest. So, uh, so yes, should we go back to the yeah. apcos of Geelong and yeah. figure out? Yeah, why not? I don't know. We've cracked a beer now, though, so I think I've it, it only gets better from here, doesn't it? But look, Shiraz Republic. So they have they were starting off in a little like uh, I think they initially started off on a two hundred liter like basic homebrew kit. I think that they have uh, upgraded since then. In fact, I probably said that in the last time we talked about them. So. Haven't learned any more since then, but um, yeah. they're definitely pumping out some great beers and, and uh, they're pretty cool cans. But I don't think they have huge distribution and um, mm. it's not it's not something you're going to see much outside of that sort of Bendigo, Heathcote region, um, a little bit in Melbourne, I'm, I imagine, but um, certainly our interstate listeners are probably not going to much, know much about uh, mm. Cornella, Cornella Brewery beers at all. So. Come on over. 
good to uh, good to be able to share them through Hops to Home. Mm. Yeah, no, good on them. They make Definitely. good beers. Uh, um, the Sick Kent Best Bitter was. Uh, we did try that, didn't we? Yeah. I was that. I yeah. don't think it was in. It was. Uh, oh, it was beer in nuts. the beer nuts packs, but I don't know if we tasted it. No, didn't we? As oh, part I of the podcast, so. I drank heaps of them. Mm. Um, good beer. Uh, their hay bale XPA is pretty tasty as well. I think that's the one we tasted. Mm. Yeah, they do say on their website that they love English style beers, and that that's mm. kind of what kicked off the the brewery. Uh, they've obviously had to create a range of beers in order to be sort of sustainable, but um, but that's kind of where their love of beers came from. So. Mm. Yeah. Which is why they can make a, a good uh, English bitter, I suppose. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, my, a lot of the cold IPAs that I tried when it was pumping, pumping, I wasn't that impressed with. I, like, I was kind of just sort yeah, of I didn't, a little bit, um, I didn't like the style at all. you know, uh, underwhelmed yeah. I every that time. Was just not, not quite enough either way. You yeah. know, like, Maybe this is what it needed to be was cold pale ale because, you know, mm. Some of those cold IPAs were or could have been sessionable if if they would if they were lower in ABV. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think this is awesome. Yeah, I, it this kind is, of yeah. tastes like a cross between a lager and a paler. And it? It, mm. it feels it tastes a little bit more restrained. Yeah, and mm. a little bit more. Which the lager probably sh- you know should be you know. Yeah, it's a little That's bit more delicate. You can sort of it's not just like big and hopped like an IPA. Yeah. And doesn't have a huge malt bill, so it's just it's it's pleasant. It's yeah, it's delicate, cool. Mm. All right. Speaking of chiller, uh, guess what I did on Sunday? Do you want to do you want to tell us over the next beer? Yeah, go on then. Well, yeah, but then I just had to had to decide whether I really wanted to hear about your Sunday. Right. Come on, we're, we're what got, We've got a timer on it. How long? Got, how long's he got to tell us? Got about a timer. His All right, uh, you get, I've got twenty minutes to tell you exactly <laughs> exactly what I did on this Sunday, the twenty third of February. All right, what did you do? Well, I, I went into a giant chiller. Um, it was the biggest chiller I've ever been in. Like a big fridge, basically. Nah, freezer, you could say. Uh, I went ice skating down in the South Bank. Oh, true. I did see this on Instagram, actually. Yeah. Mm. First time ice skating in, uh, I'm going to say, 12 years. I've never brought been. my own skates. I don't reckon You've I've been in about 35 skates. years. I've got my own pair of proper Bauer-like ice hockey skates that I got from an op shop, and they're brand new. <laughs> and everyone was looking at me like... Why are you skating so shit when you've got the best <laughs> skates that you could possibly have bought for twenty dollars at an off shop? Did you hurt yourself? Was it pretty um, chill? I fell over once, and it was because I was holding um, Danielle's niece Edie's hand. She went down. I went down slowly. With the, you should have seen the look in my eyes because my vision was that I was just going to accidentally stand on her arm and just slice oh, it and slice, slice it off yeah <laughs> are they actually sharp no nah, they're the not that sharp they're, they're, not, they're like you know what 10 mil wide or something yeah that's sort of wide. Wide. I would say like 3 mil wide okay. but yeah there's there's oh. certain um, sharpening no, techniques that, that allow you to um, glide faster or be able to stop and start faster so right. I think it's to do with the space in between the skates rather than the actual sharpness like a knife 
right. was on YouTube trying to figure out why I wasn't going fast. Did you slam anyone against the wall? <laughs> like yes. Oh, oh man, I was thinking about it. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Yeah, I, I was in the sim bin all day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, well, it was worth waiting for. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> I guess that was um, that was pretty uh, relevant to the. It was topical. It was a segue. <laughs> I was trying to segue. Into and now the, we need to segue out of that into right. the <laughs> Aven- <laughs> into the Avenge Brewing Halladank Double IPA. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have. I must admit, I've had a sneaky couple of them. Between now and when we got it about a week ago, so I've, yeah, I've I had a waiting. sneaking suspicion that you might have wanted to taste this for the podcast, so yeah. I haven't yeah, yeah. had one yet. Have you know? Neither of you two have had one. Now, when oh. this, when the first round of this came out, I don't know if it was his, um, I don't know if it was their first release, but I just bought it from as a recommendation from, uh, I think it was at the Boneheads Wine Store. And I was like, look at these cans. These are epic. And I took them home and I was like blown away with how delicious the first release was. And then I couldn't, I was basically just telling everyone about it. I was well, like, has anyone seen, seen this? I seem yeah. to remember at our, in our December show, our Christmas show, you said that that was the, your beer of the year for 2022. Yeah. No, I'm true. I'm sure you said that. The Halladank number one. Yeah, I reckon it was. Or was that the was. Hopotomy? No, it was the Halladank, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. True. Well, yeah, like it's dark color. It's yeah, almost well. it's almost brown. Yeah, it is mm. almost brown. I hope that's meant to, meant be. to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, Halladank from Avenge Brewing, another Gypsy brewer based out of he brews James Ooh. Isaacson is the owner and brewer at Avenge Brewing. He um, brews out of Killer Sprocket in mm. uh, another True. southeast. Uh, I'm not sure the exact suburb, but um, sort of that southeast area of, um, of Melbourne. Um, yeah, so he brews at the moment, I think, all his beers out of, out of Killer Sprocket. Mm. A, former, um, a former graffiti artist, street art artist. Yeah, something and, like that. And uh, I believe that Avenge was his, uh, his tag that you, that you might have True. seen around. Initially Darwin and then Melbourne, as it reads on his yeah, website. Yeah. So. Makes very, uh, very hop-driven beers. Loves his hops, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. Evident. It says it packs some punch on the can, and it does. Mm. It, is, it does, doesn't it? It is. Uh, it is massive. Yeah, deep, rich but aroma. So, yeah, like. But like that cold pale was almost bigger on the nose. Mm. Like I don't think it's super aromatic, but it smells like a. Big double IPA. Yeah. Got some bitterness. You don't get many beers with that much bitterness any these days, do you? Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's almost just like ooh, you coats sort of, the mouth. Yeah, you feel that bitterness coming on before you even really mm. get much flavour. It's like, man, this is this is about to get going. It's definitely dank, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's very dank. <laughs> I expected like I expect a really dank beer to be a bit like bigger on the nose though not that it's not but with how bitter it is on on the palate i mm. thought there'd be a bit more on the nose maybe that's because oh, well i don't know maybe it's too fresh mosaic too hops. fresh or <laughs> just all the hops have gone in as early as possible mm. mosaic strata and apollo i don't know anything about apollo hops mm. never uh, haven't used them haven't really heard of them so um malt 
the malt background, as you notice, it is quite dark, and I think with that many hops, you need a little bit of a little bit, bit of, of grip. Yeah, malt sort of weight to, to carry them, mm. um, but yeah, a bit of crystal malt, uh, which it gives that sort Given of colour and, and richness, but some rye malt as well. So the rye will give it a bit of uh, uh, dryness and sort of spiciness. So yeah, good. R- rye would give it. Does it give it a little bit of colour as well? How yeah, it could be a bit, bit of colour, like, but yeah, yeah it'll how. give it some sort of you know nice spiciness. So mm. yeah, I think I always expected rye to to give a lot of colour, but mm. that um, the Dainton rye IPA we got in the fridge over there. Yep. yep. I was just expecting it to be dark, but it's not. Like yeah, it's, okay. yeah, right. It's really bright, yeah. but it's just bone dry and, yep. and a bit spicy. Dayton's mm. always loved brewing with rye. Yeah. A rye saison would be interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, rye to me, when I think of rye, I think of rye bread, which yeah, is yeah. a darker loaf than yeah. Yeah. your average. But maybe yeah. that's because it's baked. You wouldn't have a hell of a lot of rye in, though, because it would make brew day a little difficult because it's high protein, so mm. makes uh, makes a stuck mash quite likely. So, mm. um, I mean, you could always put some sort of rice hulls or something to try and help mitigate that, but, uh, but you wouldn't put a hell of a lot of rye in, I wouldn't imagine. True. So the, the colour, you know, may not be affected too much. But, but this is certainly dark, and it does yeah. have a bit of a brownish tinge to it, so... Um, but it can't taste any oxidisation, so it's definitely not brown from that. Yeah. Well, you might not be able to through all that hop. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, good. It is good. Big beer. Big beer. It is big. Yeah, it's not uh, It's not particularly sessionable for my palate. <laughs> No. I could maybe have one and then one and, need yeah, a nap. Need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> need something to wash the wash the dankness out of your mouth. Big dank doughy palate a little bit. Mm. Um, the can's cool. I like what they do. Kind of um, mix of eight bit kind of looking things and then. I think you said that last time. Pretty clean. No, we said that last month. I don't know what it was about, oh. though. Oh, uh, we were talking about something. Kaiju oh, no, or yeah, something. Was, yeah, I think it was... Mm. I don't know. One of the cans you were, you were comparing to 8-bit. And then, we, yeah, we went on that huge tangent about 8-bit. Turns out, yeah, yeah well, I've got an answer for what is 8 Oh, oh we got an, I've got an answer for the name of the cafe, remember? We're talking about the bar yeah. on the corner of Swanson and Little Burke Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. called... Now, for <laughs> didn't we? It, was like, it, was, it used to be in Co- there, used to be one in Brunswick, yeah, yeah. It's the B uh, East, B East, that's uh, yeah, B East. Kaiju, Kaiju put a heap of money into it, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was go. the Kaiju beer like, that we were talking about, yeah, because we tasted the I think it was two months ago, yeah. All right, this podcast being bland enough without going yeah. back <laughs> over the, <laughs> what did we talk we about three months ago? Uh, we, talking, yeah. talking about the uh, the Halladank. So these big beers, are, we, we were sort of talking off air about what's happening with the market, and I know we we talked about um, we talked about that last month as well. And I guess it's just it's interesting to sort of see where the market's going at the moment. You know, we we obviously know that. Um, the, the the number of breweries has exploded over the last few years. The market has exploded over the last few years, but we're really starting to see a constriction in that market now. And um, we talked about it last month with um, Ballistic going in, into voluntary administration. 
But a really interesting bit of news that's come out in the last few weeks is, uh, or the last week or so, is that the sale of Stomping Ground to Good Drinks Co. Good Drinks being a publicly listed company who own um, Gage Roads over in WA. Uh, supposedly we're buying Stomping Ground and uh, that sale's fallen through and, and both parties have kind of quoted the softening of the market um, mm. and that it's not a good time for the sale to go through. So it really is starting to show that what we've noticed on the ground, Lockie, you've noticed it and yeah, definitely. it is not just part of our imagination. It really is happening. And um, Yeah, absolutely. And it, like, as we were saying off air as well, like the first ones to go are usually these big double, triple, high ABV beers. But, mm. I, you know, I've, Avenge being a new mob, they're probably one of the new guys who are actually doing it right. Just Well, they don't really have a core them. range. So, yeah, I wonder yeah. how they're going to go, like, putting out, you know, these big beers as, as sort of, and relying on them to sell pretty quickly, mm. you know? Like, because we know that it wasn't that long ago, um, two years ago, 18 months ago, whatever, you put out a big double IPA and it would sell it in would no time. People gone. would snap it up. Now it's not happening yeah. like that. Because it is weird because, I mean, the, the market is, like, as you said, what was the word? Con- contracting. Contracting, yeah, 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 but it's still growing at the same time. So it's yeah. kind of like... Uh, I feel like people are moving, like definitely move, people are moving towards value, right? They're moving mm. towards value-driven purchases, value-driven beers. And you look at like, say, um, breweries like, say, Deeds, right? So Deeds have made a reputation for brewing two million different beers a year, you know, or a beer a week, a beer a day, just about. Mm. Doing big oat cream, you know, double IPAs, triple bloody hopped IPAs, whatever. Um, now, what they're really pushing is a case of, I don't know if it's draft or a pale or something. I D's think it's draft. draft. Yeah. These draft. And retailers are selling for 55 bucks a case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so that's the what day. they're really pushing. So they've seen the writing on the wall and they're going, mm. shit. And there's other breweries that are doing it as well. Range, or another one who basically made a, have built their brand on a different beer every day. Mm. They're now pushing their Juice Juicy, I think, which is their pale, yeah. their Core Range Pale Ale. First Core Range beer I think they might have had. I think, I think it's like the. The overall beer market has probably been in decline in the last decade overall, but craft beer within that has been booming. And I think mm. those those two trends are probably just starting to meet in the middle a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I still think I still think there's room for growth, and I still think the craft beer or or local beer or independent beer, whatever you want to call it, is still going to be okay. It's just the breweries have to realise that the punter now doesn't want to spend 40 bucks on a six-pack of all different beers just to try them. You know, yeah, they, they want to maybe buy, pay 55 bucks for a, a, a case of 16, 375ml cans of a, a nice, easy drink of pale. So you, know? you said people are moving more towards value. Yeah. I think... I don't necessarily think that... I agree that people are moving towards value, but I don't necessarily think that volume and value are intrinsically linked in this industry Mm. still. Mm. I think people are still prepared to spend on a big double IPA, but they need to be confident with it. It needs to be from a brand that they know, from a beer that they like. They might not 
take a risk on a quiet deeds beer yep. because they just pump out so many. It's either going to be yeah. what they've had before and, and not give them that that good feeling of a beer that they haven't tasted before. Yep. Mm. And I think it's just about – and that's where that sort of oversaturation of the market comes in. It's like, oh, there's just another brewery yeah. brewing another IPA the, mm. or another Hazy Pale or another lager, whatever yeah. it is. But yep. I think if you can really – ensure that your beer is good first and yeah. foremost and that your branding is strong behind it and you have a strong following of punters probably in your local market yeah. first and mm. foremost that there is still room to grow and be successful in the industry. Oh definitely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. But yeah, it is. You gotta you gotta nurture your local market. You gotta You gotta be smart your, about it. Yeah, your yeah. your supporters, your faithful yeah. supporters and give them something yeah, so I think... Um, Four or five years ago, you probably could just open a brewery and have it be somewhat successful, but mm. now you've got to, yeah. you've got to do it yeah, right and you've got to do it properly. It worries me for you know for breweries who are just starting out who are trying to get a brand in the marketplace because the marketplace is definitely softer than it was. It doesn't mm. mean it's yeah. you know panic stations or anything. It's just that breweries who have been established for a while need to read the writing on the wall and know that people are looking for a, for a a bit of value when their their own but personal budgets are tightening, mm. but also that maybe there's not so much room for, you know, a new brewery a week, you yeah. know, mm. at the moment. Um, what's interesting about the the, the um, stomping ground stomping ground story is you know is that they talk about how they feel like like the guys from stomping ground say it's it's the the way the market is at the moment they feel like it's better just to focus on their local market melbourne i mean stomping ground are really strong in melbourne right really strong in melbourne and so rather than and and if they're going through good drinks they're going to go pretty much um release the brand nationally yeah right so they've realized now that it's it is difficult to get into a national market it is Mm. difficult to get outside of your own local market and that the way it is now they should just focus on just really yeah, true. smashing out smashing that um, strength that they've built in Melbourne in the Melbourne yeah. market so, so what, do you th- what do you think that says for the for the brands that are national does that just mean that the I think you got to work on like you said you got to work on your local you got to work on your your already loyal supporters yeah not try and not try and grow too quick at the moment just really consolidate what you've already built but you're still um, competing with those brands that have nailed that national presence and who can put out a case of beer like a, a case of pale ale that a retailer can sell at 55 bucks so yeah, basically yeah. they're selling the retail yeah. for probably 40 yeah you know maybe less uh maybe 35 like you got to compete with yeah. fixation for yeah. example who yeah. or you got to have yeah, beers everywhere or, at a pretty good price at like every mm-hmm. day murphy's in at least the state yeah or so let's say Melbourne, right? Being yeah. uh, so, stomach ground, hawkers. Um, uh, what's the one? That, what's the one that Eddie Maguire part owns? Uh, Bridge Road. No, not Bridge Road. Well, but Bridge, even like Bridge, Bridge Road, Road, you know, like yeah. they they've been around for a long time. Holgate. These sorts of brands that are really, really sort of well established. Mm. Yeah. Can, do have the ability to produce beer, still good quality beer. But at a, a really, they can drop their margins. Yeah, you know they can afford to do that. Um, yeah, and they've got big marketing budgets. You know mm. they can pivot quickly. They can reprint all their labels, reprint all their boxes. You know do yeah. a big campaign and go, bang. Yeah. Whereas the little guys can't 
can't pivot that quickly. But mm. the little guys probably do have, you know, they just got to work on their that loyalty that they have with their fans, mm. fan base, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. listen to their fans and say, hey, what do you want? You know, like yeah. we're we're here to, to to look after you, but yeah, we know you're hurt and we know your bloody electricity bill's going up. You know, we know your mortgages mm. are going up. We yeah. know you want to keep drinking beer. We're gonna we're here to make it for you. Yeah, personally, on premise, if I'm ever at anywhere and I see some, something that I don't recognise, I'm buying that first on tap, basically. If I see a tap beer that I haven't tried and it's at a place that I know, I'll go, oh, yeah, I'll give that a go straight away just yep. because maybe there's less... Oh, there's less... Definitely first, first of all, you don't have to commit to buying a four-pack for 30 bucks or whatever if it's a yeah. big beer. Well, we see, we're seeing that on-premise is actually still strong, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of what people are saying is that people... St- Still want to go out and have a pint yeah, at fully. their local pub and try a few different ones, but they don't necessarily want to commit to a, mm. a four pack of forty bucks for six then, beers. Yeah, I guess not like, you know? as, a, as I said offline before, you're competing with. I walked through Aldi yesterday and there was four a four pack of five hundred mil cans of Carlsberg for ten bucks. Yeah, mm. yeah. And so, like at the end of the day. Like any craft brewery isn't going to be able to compete with no. multinationals, no. let alone let alone big Australian brands that are national. Yeah. So yeah. it's absolutely. Yeah, I think as long as there's an element of of craft and quality and yep. consistency mm. about the brand and the product, yeah, then that will slowly grow. You may not come into the market and. All of a sudden, everyone in the country knows about you in your second year of operation. But no. like these breweries like Holgate have yep. been around for a long time mm. and making good beer for a long time. And, and have a loyal following, you know, yeah. Yeah. particularly in their, you know, Melbourne and their local area and, and whatever else. But Stomach ground as well. And it may yep. just be, yeah, it, it may just not be that they are good enough or the market's not strong enough to be able to just go national and and go to that next step mm. you just have to be happy with what you got i guess to an extent and mm. and operate within your means and look after who loves you and mm. yeah speaking of carlsberg yeah about 23 years ago my wife and i were traveling in uh, in africa and i remember this because it was kind of like Back then, I knew nothing about craft beer, right? Yeah. Just getting completely off topic now. Yeah, Because no. it, was, it was getting a bit serious, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, <laughs> pour your heart out stuff, yeah. So I, I remember uh, we were in Africa. I think it was in in, um, in Malawi, actually. And we are travelling with this uh, English guy. And the beers in Malawi were... There was two beers you could buy. And they were both Carlsberg. It was Carls, Carlsberg Green and Carlsberg Brown. And I remember I had no idea about beer back then. Like, I was home, I'd been home brewing, but I was just doing kit and kilo. I was, like, just making, like, beer as cheap as I could get you, get you pissed. But, um... And so the, the green was lager and the, and the brown was ale. And that was, like, the choice in, in the whole of, like, <laughs> Southern Africa was this Carlsberg brown or green. We felt like we were, like, being beer connoisseurs by saying, well, this one's the lager and this is, like, yeah. the... The I'll bottom ferment the and then the brown or this it's is like an ale. ordering a soy latte. That's all. I always think of that when I think about Carlsberg, but anyway. True. Completely old topic. Whenever, yeah, well, whenever I think about something um, being called brown, I think of Newcastle brown. Yeah. Yeah. I drank a bit of that. And um, it's not all that bougie. I don't think... Well, not I, anymore. 
in fact, I don't even know if the I don't even know if the beer was brown. It wasn't. It was just a probably it was just a nail. Yeah, it was, it, was brown, a, it was in a brown bottle as opposed to a green bottle. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I was just thinking of like these brown can of Carlsberg. No, well, like, that is so far yeah. out of my realm. King Brown. Yeah, but it's still Nothing a longing. bottle, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. These are like in three, three, three thirty mil bottles. So, yeah, um, and it's like yeah. a real like skinny bottle, the Carlsberg yeah. bottle, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that's all we get. Carlsberg Green. Brown. Oh, no, I actually, it was probably one of the first books that I ever voluntarily read was Dad had heaps of Charlie Brown yeah. peanuts sort oh, of. I loved them, yeah. Peanuts, peanuts comics. The little comic books. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, they were, they were com- the comics are still in the age, aren't they? Paperbacks. Are they? Yeah. Well, maybe no, it was, not the age. Maybe it was not, the Addy. Not the age. Addy. Might have been in the Addy growing well, up. Well, Charles yeah. M. Schultz has been dead for years, so mm. I don't know. It's probably just recycling. I don't think anyone took it took it over. Or maybe I'm thinking of, um, what was the one that Hamish and Andy always, uh, Fred Bassett. Oh, Fred Bassett. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Now, there's a comic strip that's actually never funny. Have you like? Have you ever? That was the whole Hamish and Andy bit. Yeah, I, well, I was it. Well, I you'd read it every time just to see if it's going to be funny for once, and it was never funny. It's like, fuck, it's, no it's not funny. Why did about. I just read it? Fred Bassett, right? So he's a Bassett hound, and it was it was never funny. <laughs> ever. It was almost like it was almost. Like it was a, a joke bit. how unfunny it was. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Hamish, like Hamish and Andy would do this thing where it's like platinum Bassett and. Hamish would read out the comic, like describe the comic panel by panel, and then get to the punchline. Like, put, 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 platinum Bassett. It's just like, never funny. Oh, but, never ever funny. Yeah, all right, I'm terrible. gonna get, I'm gonna get the mystery beer. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. But yeah, no peanuts. I grew up. I love peanuts. Snoopy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I used to have the on on our old Macintosh, like old old Macintosh. We had a Snoopy game. Right. And it was, I don't even know if it was much of a game game, but yep. it was like, you know, click click your way along the stories of the Snoopy. Oh, okay. I, I, I pretty know, I reckon I already I think I know exactly what this is. I know what this is too, I reckon. Yeah, I, I know what this is. I told, I, I'm you, pretty sure I told you a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah just yeah, look no. at that. Um, do, should do, we do, have Will we crack? go through the process of tasting it first? Before yeah, we go guess. on, let's do it. <laughs> So, um, well, it's very so black. It's very dark. Yeah. Black. Did you so say the Bassett was platinum, was it? That actually smells really good. That's Pla- better than two platinum, old. Platinum Bassett? Wow. What's this oh, one? Okay, I think you're wrong. Oh, no, I'm no. wrong. Yeah. Okay. Is this old gold? Good. Old gold. Oh, you did mention it the other day. Cascade Old wow. Gold Expert Stout. Where'd you get this? Uh, I got awful. this at the uh, Premix King in East Geelong. I didn't even have a sip. <laughs> I, was gonna, I thought you were going to bring out bloody Carlton Black. No. no, I wanted to, but it would have been pretty distinctive. Because I, um, oh, I actually that. had a yeah. stubby of... Um, I was up in Wollongong weekend before last at La La La's there and um, had a cracked a stubby of two years old. It wasn't bad, but... Well, yeah, that's fucking that. delicious. This is actually really good. That's yeah, really yeah. delicious. But this isn't like shit beer of the month. This is like no, no, no it's just a surprise beer. Uh, yeah, surprise the, beer. yeah. I mean, but it is still one of the big, the big rigs down there. I guess they. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's super like um, chocolatey, very yeah, chocolatey, very chocolatey. There's not too mm. like 
big and robust. Like no, it's a little no. bit almost thin. There's no, yeah. There's but no not. sort of, the nose, is, the nose is amazing compared to like the palate because the palate is quite nice. thin. Yeah. yeah, thin, dry. But it's got almost a little bit milky, but like it's. Yeah. Oh, so it's inspired by Cabriole Gold. Yes, yeah, so I don't think there's any child. I think it's just like a co Tassie co brand thing. Oh, oh, right. So it's, I think they've just like licensed the the branding more than anything. But yeah. like, is old is old gold Cadbury? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So I you don't a... see much Cascade stuff on the mainland. No, no you don't. Not anymore. Premium light. Premium light is premium light is you can still get it, but like lager, the export stout, like none of none of that is available mm. on the mainland from what I can gather. No. Mm. And I don't even think that there's any like distributors online selling it mm. either. Like I think you just have to get it down there. Mm. Yeah, true. That's really delicious. It is. We've got a bit of vanilla character or something going what is on it? and five point eight something. Five point eight I think it says, yeah. Is it actually? Yeah. yeah. Fuck I'm good at that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> five point yeah. eight. Spot on. I mean, I think it's. I, I think it, what it is is it. Whenever I have one of those like classic Aussie oh, big breweries, any beer that I have apart from their main mass-produced lager or pale lager or whatever it is, everything I've had has been really good. Mm. And a lot of these old-school oh, sort of breweries who have been taken over by the big guys, you know, for years. They do make good stouts, don't they? Like, yeah. yeah. Like Cascade's extra stout is awesome. Even Cooper's extra stout's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so good. Even even like uh, the old Abbotsford Invalid Stout, you know. Yeah. It's oh a, yeah. It's a favourite of so many people. Yeah. You know. It's big. It's robust. Like yeah. it's, and I think it's obviously like being a, a British col- colony for so long like mm. yeah the recipes a lot of, are probably still there a lot of those yeah. recipes are, are really close to probably what was getting brewed back over there for a long time yeah far out um mm. and yeah they're just tasty mm. and uh old blokes still love a stout don't they yeah. like they come in you know they come in here and old that's old blokes it in summer true. they will still drink stout mm. they just what dark beer you got yeah, on tap? And old people love old gold as well. And the moment there's just a little bit of, just a hint of cloud cover, we yeah. sell half a keg <laughs> yeah, of yellow yeah, tree. Yeah. Doesn't have to be cold. People are just, just waiting yeah, for it to get cold so they can drink stout. Yeah, just a hint of winter. Yeah. And it's there's just something in their heads that says, you're not allowed tree. to drink stout in summer. You're not allowed to. <laughs> it's like, nah, bullshit. Drink it whenever you want. Yeah. yeah. No, that is, that's smashable. I was, um, mm. yeah, I, Almost fell over when I was looking in the premix king and saw almost it. drop a little nip of whiskey in there. Mm. Like, mm. yeah, a bit of rum, yeah, nice dark boiler rum. maker. Yeah. Oh yeah, rum with yeah. that. Diplomatico, yeah. nice, <laughs> yeah. a bit of diplomatico rum. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit Shit. of that James Eady right. out there. Yeah. A little bit of that James Eady that we probably need to get through. It's a Monday, isn't it? Wow. Well, well. Yeah. So what? I, I don't know. What else have we got to talk about? It's, just, it's a really nice beer. It's almost not a conversational it's, beer. You just yeah, sit there yeah, and no. enjoy it. Fucking hell. So pressure's on you next week, month. Scott. Oh, shit. It's my turn. Okay. All right. 
I'll start thinking about that. That should be around. So what's the what, what what is the what's the deal? It's not shit beer of the month then, so it's like just surprise oh, me. So what just, yeah, it's has just to be a, from yeah. a commercial brewery? Nah. Probably has to be, really, well, doesn't it? We, something it has been unusual. so far, yeah. Something yeah. you're not expecting. Yeah, just something that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, okay. Mm. I'll put my and it doesn't have to be good it. either. It can be, <laughs> it can be no. terrible. Yeah. It could be. Yeah, yeah. no, but... Yeah, no, ideally well, good. This is, diff- this is definitely a step up from your beer last month, Lockie. It is, 100%. But it was still a, a surprise as well. To his new, it was still a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Like, well, I think drinking it at the time, when we were on air drinking it, I think we were a little bit surprised at how nice it was. And then by the time we got off air and got to the bottom of the glass, it mm. got a bit shit. And mm. with most beers, there is like there's a situation in which it will taste good. For example, I was at uh, I think I rocked up on a Tuesday last week to mum and dad's, and dad's sitting out. It was a pretty warm day. Dad's sitting out on the deck having a ciggy, and he's having a beer. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll grab a beer. I look in the fridge, and all he's got is tun bitters. I don't know if you pronounce them tun or tun. Tarn, and it's a 30 know. block for 40 bucks mm. from Dan Murphy's. Mm. And I was like, are you serious, bad. Dad? <laughs> and I was like, fuck it. I'll grab one. Grabbed yeah. one, cracked it open. Warm day on the yeah. deck yeah. with Dad. Robbed one of his durries. It went down a treat. Yeah. But it is just one of but those crappy nothing lagers. Yeah, 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 definitely. And if it wasn't ice cold. What's well, that holiday thing too, isn't it? You know, they, they you know. I mean, I've never drank Bintani. I've never been to Bali, but it's the whole thing. Mm. You go to Bali, you drink Bintani, it tastes good. Bintang. Bintang. Yeah. What's the bin? Oh, Bintang. Oh, <laughs> the, the supplier. They're the, they're the malt supplier. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. Bintani. Uh, Bintang. There, there you go. I told you I never drank it or been to Bali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the singlets, you know? Yeah, Bintang. The Bogan singlets. I'm going to Bali bintang. this year. First there you go. Time. You can drink some Bintang. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think I, I arrive at like 9 p.m. And we're thinking about just hitting up Cuda that night and get it over and done with. Just go to Cuda Beach, yeah. have a couple of bintangs. Bintangs, not bintanis. Don't bintanis, drink bintanis. Yeah. Oh, no good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drink some drink some of the tap water. I remember when we like, when we were in get um, it over and done with. Travel to <laughs> There's a there's a beer you don't see much of it over here, but it's a Argentinian beer. And it's like a, just a shit lager mm. but over there I thought it was awesome uh. and then I saw it um, the Greek restaurant uh, a la Grec down in Aries Inlet and they had it there and I thought oh this I'll, I'll try this great they'll remember that being awesome drank it average yeah Very average what was it oh fuck what's it called I remember it's got a blue label anyway it's like everyone says um, Guinness on tap here is nothing like yeah Guinness, Guinness in Ireland. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's the same Guinness. Yeah, well, it's exactly the same Guinness. Same water? Like, did they export well, the Oh, they would, they, would, they would reverse osmosis, I imagine. They would so that they sure start they, from yeah. scratch and they'd use mm. exactly the same salts, everything. Yeah. One, look, one thing is the freshness of it. Like the, and because, simply because how much they drink over there. Yeah. Mm. I, I had the same experience. I mean, I've drunk Guinness in Ireland, and yeah, it fucking tastes awesome, you know? Yeah, I've, yeah. I remember being in, in, in London with a, a mate who'd been living there for 30 years, and 
he took us to this Irish pub in just off Leicester Square, I think. And um, there was this big Irish pub upstairs with this tiny little pokey dark Irish pub downstairs. And it was all owned by the same people. Anyway, we drink, we got on the Guinnesses there and it was just really fucking good. I reckon yeah. we had about eight pints. This yeah. art, just sitting there one afternoon, you know, it was sunny or whatever outside, but just this dark little Irish pub. And I said to the, the bloke that owned it, I said, mate, how come it tastes so good? good you know like we're not even in Ireland and it tastes awesome he's like well we just go through like 30 kegs a week of it between <laughs> yeah. us and upstairs like and yeah. so it's constantly fresh yeah, yeah. true it's, it doesn't sit there for very long so have you had one at PJ O'Brien's in South Bank no I reckon it's the same deal really because mm-hmm. I, I go through so many yeah. I reckon, yeah like what are you going to PJ O'Brien's to drink yeah, yeah. Gives. Kilkenny yeah. Kilkenny <laughs> or Guinness oh yeah give us Kilkenny mm. Well, I had a couple of pints at, down at the Bowen Club, and it was... I mean, I'd be, I wouldn't even call it a stout, really. It's kind of... It's not nah. stoutish at all, is but it's it? A, I part, of that's, part, of that's the, <laughs> yeah. part of that's the nitro, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It was enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. I had, you know, a couple of pints, two or three pints. It was, mm. it was enjoyable. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't... I'd much rather the uh, Cascade that, Old Gold bloody... This on tap. Yeah, that was, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Where'd you get it? Premix. Premix King. Yeah. They didn't have much of it. So, I, like, I, I assume they just probably came across a case of it somehow. I'd be more interested to know how they got it. Because yeah. mm. as far as I can tell, you can't get it. Mm. Um, Which Premix King? East Geelong. Yeah, well, yeah. Next time you're in there delivering beers, you'll have to ask them. Yeah, yeah I will. From. I might. They're keen on some spray uh, samples. Cool. So, well, well, when you're in there. Suss it out. Go and buy out as much of this stout as I can. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't imagine they keep making it. I don't know. Limited yeah, release, it says on the yeah. can. But yeah. When was it When was it brewed? Oh. Oh, actually, there is a date on the bottom. That's surprising. Mm. Probably stored oh, in your roof that. for a couple of years and still tastes good. Yeah. All right, well. 20, uh, it's pretty old. Old, old gold. gold. Old gold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we might leave it there as we peter out into nothing. Yeah, do we have into any nothings. more announcements or anything like that that we need to say? We've, no. uh, have we spoken about Hopalong Geelong? Hopalong Geelong, oh, the newest uh, Geelong beer festival, 1st of April. Get on to, I don't know, Google Hopalong Geelong. Check mm. it out. Should Get be good. Tickets. Should be fun. Six, six, uh, six venues, 12, 12 breweries. Yeah. No. Six venues. Six twelve breweries. 12 breweries. Yeah, there's yeah, two of them. Yeah, yeah. and twenty four beers for sixty bucks. Yeah, and you get to wander around, check out the sites of Geelong. Ten dollar food yeah. voucher. Ten dollar food voucher. So it's basically costing fifty bucks. Yeah, some of Geelong's best venues, best local breweries, and a couple of uh, cool Melbourne and interstate breweries as well. Yeah. So check that one out. Get on to hopstahome.com.au. Get your uh, subscription, or um, yeah. you can just buy one off boxes. Yeah. Send send uh, the hops to home guys an email if there's breweries or beers you want yep. featured. Mm. Absolutely. Um, or if you don't really care about getting beers delivered to your house, but you like the podcast, maybe send them an email anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just, just say hey, it's going well. Yeah. Or um, say you're a bunch of wankers, piss off. Mm, yeah. Whatever takes your fancy. We don't mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe just. <laughs> Maybe just find our addresses and egg our houses. And yeah. No, don't. Do that. Well, no. find our addresses. No, that's a bit creepy. <laughs> I don't know. Do what you want. I'm not, not going to tell you how to live your life. If you want to do that, don't you find can our do houses. That. Yeah. Okay, maybe not. Fifty-one maybe not. saffron.
tuning in to another Beer Nuts podcast. If you like the sound of the beers that we're tasting, you can subscribe at hopsterhome.com.au or check out the whole range at beermoth.com.au. Catch ya.